Like a great smoothie, today we are throwing in a mix of topics to create one smooth, sultry podcast about a few different mm. things you want to know. That sounds good. A great smoothie? Mm. Is there any kale involved? Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. Well, like I was saying, Mark, I think I bring humble to this room. John, the podcast has just opened, so say hello to our listeners. Oh, hello, everybody. John Sargent, Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Okay. Uh, in what the hell is this podcast even about? Because you guys wanted to have a podcast that was random and miscellaneous. Well, John started it off by talking about how humble he is, so I think it's worth uh, exploring. John Sargent, John Sargent uh, claimed that he was humble. He brought humble to the room, I believe is what he said. Okay. Uh, let's evaluate that as a group. Well, well. so uh, Mark came to me and said, hey, I have some questions about why is Harley dropping bikes off? Meaning, why are they cutting some models from production? Oh my God. This is where the drama kicks in, isn't it? Like, you know, the, the trolls out there that, that sometimes uh, post on our different feeds, our different social media feeds, they, 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 they comment about, oh my God, the end of Harley Davidson because they're cutting models. Tell yeah. us, John, wh- is, this must be new. This is new news. <laughs> so I, I like where you went with that. It oftentimes makes for a really good headline or comment. Um, but the reality is Harley's been introducing and cutting models for its entire existence, basically. Um, this is nothing new. They so, do it all the time. So so I thought once they came out with new models that they just kept them forever. And they just kept producing them like the crossbones. Where did the crossbones go? Uh, the crossbones. That was a good bike. So crossbones went away. They just stopped producing it. It makes for a great pre-owned bike, but they, you know, stopped producing it. How Same as the Night Train. Oh, they don't make the Night Train anymore? Nope. What about the FXR? They must still make the FXR. They do if you had a time machine and could go back, you know, 30 years. This is It's just classic. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about is a little bit about our history. But I, I thought it was inter- an interesting topic that you guys uh, let off with is that Harley is pruning what they call pruning models. And, 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 and I, I always like to talk to the trolls out there that, that monitor websites and they comment about, you don't like trolls, Mark? You have like a, no. you don't, every time I use the word troll, you looked at me like, why are you well, saying that? Y- you know that I uh, adverse to negative language of any kind and troll is sort of negative. I, let's just call them misinformed. But Detractors? Detractors. Okay, I'll accept detractors. 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 Yes. D. Yes. Yep. Well, I think what we can all agree on here is that we're all Darwinists in this room. And and no idea believe, what that means. Well, well Darwin, hey, no, no, John, you what you didn't know is there's a, there's a listener out there that wrote this really nice review and they and they they basically referred to Mark as being like really <laughs> cerebral. He's like the cerebral run out out of out of all of us oh, here. So so Mark is like, going to go ahead and tell us about Darwinism. Go ahead. Well, in a oh, nutshell, Darwinism I know, what it, I know what it is. It's a little symbol on the back of people's cars. Was it written in a manner that made it seem like Mark just wrote himself a nice comment? Well, Mark could have written that review, but no, I, I, that, that's a legitimate Everyone review. needs at least one fan, Mark. I'm glad you found yours. Well, I, I'm happy tell to have one. When you get one, let us <laughs> Mark, know, okay? Tell, uh, tell us about the symbols on the back of cars. 
Well, I don't know about that, but I was talking about Darwinism. Oh. And the reason why I started talking about Darwinism, because I think it ties to what we it's were... It's like a fish on the back of cars. No, no. That, that's, a, that's a Christian symbol, John. Oh, I thought that was all about Darwinism. No, I'm afraid it's not. In fact, it's the exact opposite of Darwinism. It, Darwinism is uh, the belief in evolution. And the reason why I talk about Darwinism is because Harley-Davidson is subject to the Darwinism. laws of evolution. So some bikes have... Uh, evolved and some have faded away. It's called survival of the fittest. So the models that remain with us, I believe, are subject to the laws of Darwinism. John. Which would explain why if you or I were in a post-apocalyptic era, I would definitely survive. You would not. That's true. I believe that's true. I, I think you should. I think John would. would I think would, you should lose your belief of Darwinism if you want to survive. I, I completely, <laughs> I completely disagree. In a post-apocalyptic world, I would outlast John Sargent by at least twice the time. <laughs> and and I would be the person that would be killing you and probably whatever meat was left on your body. Without a doubt, I feel like you would be very. De- you could be a great deceitful post-apocalyptic person. Like, come on in. I'm your friend. Here, can you grab me that out of the fridge? Dead. Yeah, so, so, John, what, so what models did they prune? Uh, so that's a re- really good question. They pruned several models. So um, some of them were sporties. They were kind of across the board. What did they kill off? Uh, they killed off the uh, the super low, so the XL883 low. Well, they, well, the super low, that's actually been a really good seller. Uh, that has been. I For us, it did really good. You know, um, But at the same time, I think when you – when I look at it from – perspective of harley's saying they're going to come out with 100 high impact models you know in the future so Mm -hmm. you have to also take a look at what do you have and what might you be replacing and they cut them off for a million different reasons you guys are peeking Um, out by the way on your sound i'm not a big fan of that i don't understand why you guys are how about now that yeah that's a little bit better okay so uh but at the same time um you know, in addition to that, the other sporty that's leaving is the 1200 Custom. They're getting rid of the 1200 Custom? Yep. They're getting rid of the 48 Special. Okay. Well, I could see that. that, that the 48 Special. Got it. But the, 48, uh, the they, 48 remains, right? Yeah, the 48, 48 remains. Okay. 48 Special's out. What else are they killing off so uh, our trolls out there can comment about this? Yeah. For the for the dramatics out there, they're killing off the Fat Bob 107, the Fat Boy well, the 107. Is, why, why you wouldn't just buy the 114? That makes sense. Value-wise, 114 is a better bargain. Um, the Ultra Limited Low, the Ultra Classic, and uh, the XG500. We can still get those for Riding Academy, so they're available, you know, for fleets, but not available for uh, individual. Well, that know, makes sense purchase. because uh, the, when you're looking at a XG500 or 750, I would think you just go with a 750. A uh, majority of people go that route, so you know, I can look at our statistics at our dealership as far as what works and a lot of these make a lot of sense um when you look at from that perspective but so it's not the end of harley davidson because they're they're pruning models correct not the end of harley davidson oh thank god because they're pruning models got it and they do it all the time just like new bikes are released and doesn't mean you won't see them back in the future i mean everyone you know road glides went out do you remember when road glides went out i remember when road glides went out yeah so they didn't offer them in 2014, and not a lot of people talked about road glides prior to 2014. But then they go away, and everyone's like, "Oh, road glides!" And then 2015, road glide shows back up, and road glides been doing great since. You just never know well, what's going to happen. Why so. do we have to use the expression "killing off"? I mean, they're retired. They, they retired these models. It's more to the point. They're kind of like the kind of like the the the, 
the uh, WLA model. The WLA. I'm surprised you know about the WLA, John. Who doesn't know about the WLA? Well, it's anybody that listens to a motorcycle podcast, I'm sure knows about the WLA. Well, I'll have to be. I'll come clean, and I've just discovered the WLA. Well, it's because you're not a true enthusiast like John and me. What is the? I'm just to step in a little bit because I want I want to check in on your, you know, uh, lovers kind of rendezvous you've been doing. What is your FXDR114 lack thereof ride? Think about you talking about a WLA right now because the last time I checked in, you guys were still getting well, to know what each other. What podcast was that where where Mark said he was getting to know the FX? Anyone I've been on. Remember, he still hadn't ridden it. He was still trying to get accustomed with it, trying to get uh, get a feel for it. They were still, I think, online chatting <laughs> at that point. Well, and now you're talking about the WLA, and I just wonder if that's just another bike that you want to get to know but never experience. Well, John, I'm way too much man for one bike. Let's get that straight. So the fact that I can talk about the FXR, FXDR 114, and the WLA in the same breath um, is really a testament Fair to enough. how much of a man I am. So, so, so fill me in on WLA. the WLA, what you learned about the WLA recently, and what, what, what for our listeners that don't know about the WLA, what is it? So here at Wilkins Harley-Davidson, we talk about Harry Wilkins on a daily basis. And, of course, Harry was stationed in Guam in World War II. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put words into uh, your mouth about the history of that. So uh, before well, I get in, that was my grandfather. That's your grandfather, and you're in a yeah. better position to talk about this. So it's, Obviously. John, tell us. So Cause you, yeah, because so, that's my grandfather, and you probably knew him, Mark. So as I understand, <laughs> yeah, true. As I understand it, Harry was exposed to Harley Davidsons there, and it's likely that the WLA is a motorcycle that he would have experienced in Guam. I believe so. Yeah. So this is the '40s. The WLA came out in around '42. '42. So, uh, yeah, so that was a World War II motorcycle that, that he certainly saw and rode. Um, he wasn't, a, um, you know, a, a serviceman that was using the motorcycle, but he was a, a mechanic and worked on planes, worked on, believe it or not, the Enola Gay. And uh, so he served in, in Guam and uh, applied for the dealership while he was still serving in Guam. And when he got back to Vermont, he found out uh, that he was a dealer. And um, sold three motorcycles that first year. But it, in our logo, if you look at our Wilkins Harley Davidson logo, you'll see him sitting on a on a knucklehead, which is kind of cool. Um, but uh, he certainly was certainly exposed to the to the WLA, which is a really really cool motorcycle, very uh, military looking, um, olive drab paint. Uh, what what else do you know about this motorcycle, Mark? Well, I I believe that it was um, a flathead. Uh, it was motor, yep. um, and a couple of things that are immediately apparent about the motorcycle is one, it has no Harley Davidson badging on the tank. Uh, that was not uh, what the military wanted. So there is a bar and shield present on the speedometer, but there's no mention of Harley Davidson on the tank anywhere. And that and, speedo, I think, has been replicated. I think similar models. We have similar models like the like the uh, deluxe. It's a very similar type of style, I think. I think. I, probably our listeners out there that, that know this model perfectly will correct us in the, yeah. in the uh, ratings. They but. probably will. But, the, you know, the most, the most obvious feature of this motorcycle that's unlike anything else you're going to see anywhere else is that um, it has a Thompson submachine gun and scabbard right uh, over the front wheel. Uh, obviously, as a military vehicle, this was an important component uh, to be armed. Um, 
And so when you look at the motorcycle, you're struck by the Arlef Drab and the presence of a submachine gun that actually has a place uh, built into the motorcycle to reside. Um, it's still beautiful. It still looks like a Harley Davidson, but it's clearly outfitted uh, for, its, for its purposes there. So I'm, I'm curious about why motorcycles were used in the military. You know, what would the application have been? Obviously, infrastructure was probably less, less than it would be in a... Um, what we know today. So maybe infrastructure on an island like Guam was probably challenging and a motorcycle maybe made it easier for our servicemen to get around on. I don't know about their history on Guam. I wouldn't be able to speak to that. But I know that I know um, that there was roughly 80,000 of these um, scattered all over the place and that they were in surplus after and sold for um, anywhere around $25 after, wow. the, after the war. That's how... That's how many there were out there, but really cool motorcycle. But I, I think did they prune this one too, John, or is this one still in existence? <laughs> or the trolls out there believe that this one's still in existence on our on our floors? Uh, definitely was pruned without a doubt. Oh, huh. as was every other motorcycle probably made that decade. Whatever year that they stopped making the WLA, they probably the trolls back then were talking about that Harley was going to go out of business because they were <clears> pruning <throat> models. Yeah. Trolls. Uh, here we go again. Oh, the so, uh, oh, what Mark. did you call it? the what did what did you have to oh the detractors detractors Mark. detractors. Mark, hey, did you in other news? Did you hear uh, about um, a shout out to uh, Black Hills Harley Davidson? Did you hear what they did? I did. Uh, is this the dealership that did that uh, with the Striders? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, really cool story. I'm surprised that Mark does not know about this because we did interview the CEO. Of of Strider, uh, they well, probably haven't put it in a book yet. For him truth to read. is, truth is, is that I did know about it, but I didn't want to steal your thunder. I was expecting that you were going to tell us about what they accomplished. Yeah, so so uh, Black Hills Harley Davidson, great dealership, donated around three hundred and seventy five of these little Strider motorcycles, which we have a podcast on Strider, which was pretty cool. Not motorcycles, Strider bicycles. bicycles. I'm sorry, yes. did I say motorcycles? You did. Yeah. I have to go back and listen to this to see if I really did say motorcycles. But uh, they donated them to an elementary school for um, for young kids to learn how to uh, get balance, and um, it's just kind of a cool a cool out of the box idea that this that the, this dealership in Black Hills Harley Davidson did, and well, certainly we're really proud of them for for doing that. Well, it's pretty heartwarming when you look at it from a community perspective. Tell you know, me more. <clears throat> well, when you, you know, I, I still think there's a lot of people out there with mixed feelings about Harley Davidson riders as a whole. And when you have a dealership that's donating, you know, a pretty impressive, I, you know, 375 Strider bikes to a generation of children that aren't even on motorcycles, aren't going to be on motorcycles for a long time, but to do it from a community perspective and kind of to build that generation of, you know, the next generation of riders interested in two wheels, I think is pretty impressive. Um, but I think it's very heartwarming as well when you look at, you know, everyone says, well, you know, pruning bikes, Harley must be hurting. Well, dealerships are donating hundreds of items to children um, would definitely yeah, be Black Hills a is contrary. Doing, doing well. That, that's a nice, that was a really nice thing for them to do. And certainly it, it, um, uh, they're trying to um, grow their, you know, grow riders, like you said, which is really cool. Yep. That's to expose children to 
sitting on two wheels. And I don't know them and, personally, but I think if I was someone in that community, community or someone thinking about two wheels, that says a lot about what kind of business they run. I agree. Yep, it's very nice. So, Mark, any thoughts on that? Or are you just have you even ridden a Strider, Mike? Mark, sorry, I might well, as well change your name, being that I don't think you know who you are. Um, yeah, Does actually, he even know who he is. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm First, multi- you're all about multi- the FXDR one fourteen. Now it's the WLA. It's so neat. I'm multifaceted. I don't suffer from multiple personality issues. I am consistently me. Well, no, no doubt the reviews state that. Yeah, the listeners really like you, Mark. You consistently will not ride an FXDR one fourteen. You are there. Well, I I don't think that's going to be a consistency. I think I will get on the motorcycle as soon as we are. Um, comfortable with each other. Well, as soon no, as you're comfortable with each no, other. No, we need to be in sync. It's it's a lot of motorcycle right there, and I want to be sure that I understand. It is a lot, of, but I will. Milwaukee. We agree. We yeah. agree. I think all of us are in consensus. The FXDR 114 is a lot of bike. And so I want to too much be, for him. Probably no, no, too no, much no, for you. No, not too much. I just respect the power. FXDR 114. If you're listening, I, I think you should move on, and I think you could do a lot better than Mark. <laughs> You see what you what you guys don't know <laughs> only about the, only the strong will survive, and I think yours and Mark's relationship. You know what I think is going to yeah. happen? I think Harley Davidson's probably going to prune the FXR DR one fourteen before Mark actually rides it, and then Mark's no, going to blame that for this lack of not riding it five years from now. You know, <laughs> I would have rode it had they not pruned it. It's, it's, okay, it's, it's nonsense. You guys should learn to um, to proceed with a little bit more. Uh, caution and a little bit more um a little bit more respect what are you trying to say mark just spit it out man just spit it out i think tell us what you want to try and be so kind here here are the facts i have never been in a motorcycle accident yep yep can either of the two of you say that most definitely not you ride long enough man that's what happens can you either of you say that can i say that i have not been in a motorcycle accident correct i've been in two pretty solid ones i'm proud of it I'm i'm proud of what i learned well, all I'm saying is, is a part of the reason why I've never been in a motorcycle accident is because I proceed slowly and with respect for Both the machine. Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. You ever been in a car accident, Mark? I have never been in a car accident either. Really? I think that is a, true. I think he's never a door ding. Call my wife. Never a door ding. Never a scratch put on your vehicle. Oh well, somebody certainly opened their door in a parking lot and dinged oh. my okay, car. Okay, so there's been incidents involving automobiles. Have you ever yeah. fallen? You ever fallen outside in the middle of winter? Yes. You have. You ever ice skated? Yes. You ever fall down ice skating? Yes, sir. Did do you still enjoy ice skating? Uh, I do. Do you still go outside in the wintertime? Yes, sir, I do. Do you still drive your car? Yes, sir, I do. Would any of those prevent you from doing that? Any of those incidents prevent you from doing something that you enjoy? Negative. Then motorcycle riding is no different. I'm simply suggesting with regard to my slow uh, progress in getting to know the FXDR114 that it's by design. It isn't because I'm afraid of the machine. It is because I respect the machine. I think you're missing out on a lot in life by not riding a motorcycle. Well, he, he, he rides. He just won't ride the FXDR114. It's like a unicorn. I feel like you need to tame that beast. Well, you know, you don't jump on the biggest bull in the rodeo right off. You, uh, you, you've never been to any of my rodeos. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who at the rodeo you most resemble is the clown. 
first of all. That's well, probably that's, true. That's insulting. That's probably true. Well, I mean, the clown is definitely has the least amount of fear of a bull. Perhaps. And, you know, here's the thing. The clown in a rodeo has a really important role, Mark. Super important role. They protect the rider. Yeah, thank you for telling us. I'm, I think our listeners know all about the clown and the rodeo. Well, he took it totally, John took it totally negatively when I said he most resembled the clown. In fact, I was inferring that he is a protector and that he looks out for the rest of us. He took it as something I think that's uh, not the way you're insinuating no, it. No, 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 let's not put words in my mouth. You took it as a derogatory comment, and in fact, it was a compliment. So, well, before we go on, I do have to tell you, uh, this episode is going to be our last episode of the season of the season thank you oh i like what you did there you almost should have gone to a fake commercial break yeah been like this is going to be our last episode have you tried appleberry (laughs) pie it's very delicious come back after the break so Um, yeah episode uh this this is our last episode of season two so we're going to take a uh i think it's I think I think we take maybe a three week. This is a three week break in that range. I heard you guys. Uh, I don't know any specifics, but I heard you guys had some pretty exciting things in the works for next season too. Well, we do, and the other cool thing is the amount of listeners that are really uh, that are, this has got picked up at Stitcher, uh, among the others, iTunes. That's whatnot, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Is so, anyone kind of curious if Mark's coming back? <clears throat> well, his one review. I would think would want him to come back because they certainly he his one fan, and but, you guys are the kind of people that would value even one person's individual opinion. Mark does, you know, Mark does. Yeah, the uh, it's a feather in the cap. One I, thing, I'm proud the of it. one thing I'll say is we would love for our listeners out there to uh, rate us on iTunes yes. or rate us on whatever uh, platform they listen to this podcast. I think that's an important piece. We don't normally ask anybody, but if you want us to continue to come back and produce. High quality, John and John producing high quality mm. yeah. shows. We would love for you to rate it because it does make a difference uh, to us. And we don't ask for anything monetarily. We just ask you to take a moment and go on there and rate a five star. I would love a five star. Well, the other thing that would be really wonderful as we go into our third season, if listeners would chime in about subjects that they would be curious about, you know? Good, good point. So give us a rating and then make a couple comments about what you like about. John and John, and then put in there, um, hey, this is what uh, we what we want to see in the future, and we will actively work on that because we we have got we have received some some feedback, and certainly if you want to email us, you could do that, Mark at wilkinsharley.com or John J O H N at wilkinsharley or John Sargent J which is J O N yeah at wilkinsharley yep. yeah any of those. You certainly can email us ideas, but uh, I think it's time we probably wrap this one up. We've already hit a, hit enough news, and uh, it's it's been a, a really good uh, good season. I've really enjoyed interacting with you guys, and looking forward to the to the next season. I think we grew a lot this yeah, year I, on this I feel podcast. A lot of growth. Uh, a lot of growth. Like I'm not saying me being involved personally, but just whenever someone else was in here, I felt like. Certain people didn't have as much input, which I think helped the podcast I agree a fair amount. Well, I, I'm not the sure. The fact that you got to talk a lot, John, and anyone else in here involved, and I appreciate being involved, really helped drown out the noise, so to speak. Yeah. That sometimes 
Well, I'm not. I sure. don't know if you felt. <laughs> I think I think I think some of us have grown and some of us have remained the same. But what's undeniable is that uh, we have a, built a bond, and I think we can agree on that. Uh, that uh, that certainly has been. Um, Great amount of mutual respect, I would say. Mutual respect is correct. And that mutual respect would guide me to say, ask you guys if you may be willing and entertaining having me come back in January because I'm going to have some pretty exciting things to talk about. Well, I, for one, would love like to have you back. What are you going to talk about in January? Just give us just the, because we do have to sign off, just the 10-second version of what are we going to talk about in January. January, we're going to talk about some of the next role of Harley-Davidson, including some important updates on Project Livewire. Ooh. It's gonna Whoa. be. It's pretty big. Why? Why? Why aren't we talking about it today? Uh, you well, wait, you want to wait, wait, and put it off to January? Yeah. Well, so there's a few things, but what I can tell you is there's a there's a ramp up going on right now Ooh. between not just our dealership but a lot of them, and there's mm-hmm. some cool things coming down the line. Not a lot of them I even know, um, but I'll have some pretty cool things for January. And a lot uh, of them you do know though. Uh, I know a few things and. You know, I'm happy to drip you in a, a fun fact, but so for the performance people out there, here's a little fun fact. They haven't tested, and there's a lot of things that haven't been released about the production live wire, but I can tell you that the prototype was capable of 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds. Holy crap. And that's, Very cool. That's pretty impressive. I love it. So uh, some pretty cool things coming down, and uh, we'll have more, more of that in January if you guys uh, give me a shout. Awesome. Well, John and John, it's been my great pleasure to uh, share the airwaves with you, and I'll see you in January. Sounds good, guys. Au revoir. Thanks for listening. That's French. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.